We are live here on the Extra Points Podcast. My name is Gus. That's Will. That's Cody. Guys, it's great to be back. I was gone for a week, but I'm just excited to be here with y'all. How are y'all doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing great, man. I'm excited to be here. We got a fun little episode. Uh, Glad to have Cody back with us for another week. Um, Yes, sir. Good to be back, fellas. Oh, man. I am I'm excited for the show tonight. There's been a lot of news in college football, and yep. we're drafting quarterbacks tonight for just a little fantasy thing that we're doing for the 2023 season. It's something I've really been looking forward to. I'm glad we can do it with y'all. Jumping into the news, go ahead and just getting into it. The SEC is having their annual meetings today, well, this week, and the main topic of discussion is what's the schedule going to look like starting in 2024 with Oklahoma and Texas coming to the conference. Are we going to stay at eight games? Are we going to go to nine? There's been a big push for nine probably five or six months ago. Nine games really looked like that was going to be it. But now we're getting a lot of pushback, and now the reports are looking like it's going to stay at eight games, maybe get rid of divisions, maybe have one permanent rival, two two permanent rivals. We don't know for how many years it's going to be. But, man, that's really disappointing to me. What do you all think? So, for me, I, I, I would love to see nine games, but I don't really care, eight or nine. I just want to see them change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think keep a few permanent rivals. I know for me, for Florida instance, I want to keep Georgia on, on our schedule. Um, but just kind of maybe get rid of divisions and let's change it up a little bit. And um, I think even the fans want to see an extra conference game and take away one of those cupcake games. Yeah. Um, Cody, what are you uh, what are you thinking about the, the SEC schedule? Yeah, I'm kind of the same way, Will. I, just to kind of piggyback, I – I'd really like to see the divisions gone. Um, you know, we see a, a lot of, at least recently, the West being a lot stronger than the East or, you know, this year, that year, whatever. The rivalries are important in the SEC. We all know, you know, uh, you could argue we got the best rivalry ever in the Iron Bowl. And you've got some old school, you know, Georgia Auburns and the Georgia Floridas and things like that that I'd like to see hang around. But, some of these schools, man, to think how often they play other schools is a little, a little iffy, you know. Let's just go ahead and say it. Georgia not going to Texas A&M since Texas A&M joined the conference in 2012. It's a little ridiculous. Plus, like, not trying to pick on Georgia, but they've been to LSU twice since 2008. That's, like, that That, that just shouldn't happen. Like, I, I think having – the say it's going to stay at eight games because that's what everyone's saying is it'll stay at eight games having the one permanent rival and the seven rotating games i think that's two little permanent rivals just because like you were touching on having those having those rivalries is like you have to have the rivalries plus like, like thinking that like alabama wouldn't play tennessee or thinking georgia wouldn't play auburn or i mean thinking Arkansas wouldn't play te- wouldn't play Texas A&M or Alabama wouldn't play LSU. That just blows my mind. So I think if they do stick with eight, I think having the two permanent rivals and then just rotating the six games and then maybe eventually getting to the nine games, I think that would be the ideal thing because I think playing the nine games is crucial. Yeah, I think the nine games is what's going to be best, especially when you add in Oklahoma and Texas in there. Uh-huh. Um, doing the three six six um, will be beneficial for everybody. I know the SEC teams, the presidents, the athletic director, the coaches probably want to stay with eight, keep the divisions. They want to keep everything the same, especially these guys on the East. They want to, they got a little easier path to get into the playoffs. But I think from mm-hmm. a fan perspective, uh, the nine conference games would be what's best. I mean, for entertainment wise, TV wise, I think ESPN would sign up for that in a heartbeat. And plus, you'll get to see games that you don't normally see. I mean, for me, like Florida and Auburn not playing, we've only played four times since 2006. Like, that's a team, that's a t- team right down the road from where we live. Um, I'd love, and the games are always so good. I'd love to see them play more. Um, I want to see Alabama and Georgia play more, LSU and Georgia play. Um, 
I just want to see those matchups more. LSU, Tennessee, I want to see them play more. Just I want to see the rotating happen. And plus, what helps about the 366 is these kids, if you stay all four years, you get to see every campus. Play at every SEC venue. That would be epic. And plus, like it gives these fans an opportunity to travel to all of these different places. Yeah, man. It's it's a benefit for everybody. Um, you know, for the coaching wise, I see why they wouldn't want to, but everybody else is a huge benefit if we go to nine games. And 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 something that I've seen reported is that the teams they want to get paid more to play the ninth game is because right. what everyone's yeah. thinking is that in this ESPN deal that the SEC has coming up in 2024, that's based off of the eight games. And mm-hmm. that they're like, well, if we're playing a ninth game, we want to make more money. And that's something that the lawyers are just going to have to figure out. They'll Man. figure it. They'll, they can figure that out easily. They'll, ESPN I mean, will pay them to do I that. Would, I would hope so. Um, what are some – I mean, what are some of the what are some of the rivalries that y'all would want Florida to keep if it goes to the two two kept rivalries and the six rotating games? Georgia for sure. And then would y'all want to keep Tennessee? Would y'all want to keep South Carolina? Would y'all want to keep Kentucky? Cody, you go ahead and answer first. I I think uh I think it's a, a tricky, you know, slippery slope. Um, I do think you every every team has their number one rival, right? You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're Alabama, Auburn. You know, you're want to keep LSU. Yeah, I mean, we got some some teams that are that are you know every year. I think Tennessee, if I had to pick one, would probably be one just because of the history there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in the East, uh, not not because they're you know any better than any of the other schools. I think that's that's just one of the things you would have to debate on what what's better you know what do you think will um so i I think a little differently like this i kind of think like coaches do a little bit if i have to play georgia every year i dang sure don't want to play tennessee or lsu too yeah every year you know would tennessee be fun yeah because of the history and we've actually been really successful against them but they're doing really well right now i mean south Mm -hmm. carolina would be fun to keep um, I feel like yeah. we always have a chance. We have a better chance against them. At least, if you can go one and one in that that game, that'd be nice. I'd hate to go or maybe two. or maybe just hold one on the east and one on the west. You know, I mean, it would suck to keep LSU every year, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like maybe one team or every team have you know your set Ooh. east and Auburn. your set west. Auburn Ooh. would have to keep Alabama and Georgia, Georgia. probably. Oh well, you did. We are gonna have to keep them. Like we're gonna have to keep them. Auburn's is... gonna have a tough schedule either way. Like, let's be honest. Well, they <laughs> they always do. It's always tough. I mean, they got which is why I think getting rid of divisions is just so key because you just have those teams in the West. Like you have Auburn that gets hammered. You have Arkansas that gets hammered. I mean, and and then you do have your teams in the East that get hammered, like South Carolina, like Florida, just because of their out-of-conference schedule, because South Carolina has to play Clemson every year. So you would definitely have your winners and losers. For sure. All right. That's just a little quick little breakdown. But now we're jumping in to what this episode is really about. We're going to have a QB draft fantasy style QB draft really excited for it just going to kind of do just a little bit of a breakdown so we're drafting five QBs four of them are our starters one of them is our bench guy that we can move in and out at any point of the season one time if you move them in then he has to stay for who you move him out for and then he can come in if one of those people get injured of course and the way the scoring is going to work, one point for every 25 yards, that's rushing or that is passing, five points per touchdown. And then you have a minus four points for an interception, minus two points for a fumble, because that's not always their fault. There could be like a strip sack from the blind side. The quarterback can't really do anything crazy about that. And then at the end of the season, we're going to average all that up, and then we're going to add in their average QBR from all the games. And then we did a little wheel on the off screen to see who gets first, second, third pick. Cody, you get the first pick. 
Ah, here we go. All right, so I debated on taking Graham Mertz or maybe Emory Jones. <laughs> um, you know, Homer. Emory's my boy. I'd Great really like to take him first. But uh, no, I, I think it's a no-brainer with a no, number one pick. I'm going to go with Caleb Williams. It, you know, Raynan Heisman. Um, they had one of the best offenses in the country last year. Um, Caleb had a 54% success rate on a drop back, which is absolutely insane. That's like, you know, video game numbers. Um, they, they lost a little bit on the O line. I know they lost their left tackle and their, their, uh, left guard and their center. Um, a lot of those guys were, were transfers last year and they, they brought some guys back in as well. Um, took a guy from Florida with Michael, uh, Tarquin, which hurt, um, it's a no-brainer. I think if I had to speak on it, um, you know, they lost Jordan Addison and mm-hmm. they lost Kyle Ford, which are two mm-hmm. two huge pieces. Kyle Ford goes to UCLA, um, but there's there's a ton of talent in that wide receiver room, man. There's yeah. Mario Williams who played with him at Oklahoma. You got uh, Brandon Rice, who's a I think he's a senior this year. Uh, that's Jerry Rice's kid. Zorian Singer, yeah, and then Singer from from Arizona. Um, and they also have a kid that a lot of people don't know about in, in Zach Branch, who's mm-hmm. uh, a freshman. They they compare him to Tyreek Hill. He's got, you know, crazy speed. Um, so I, I'm going to trust Caleb to do Caleb things. He's he's a freak, and that's who I'm going with, number one. Dude, that's a phenomenal pick. I was hoping he was going to slide to me, but I knew there was no <laughs> way – that me or Will were gonna get him because you would you would you you'd just be stupid not to take him. You would be stupid yeah. not to take any starting quarterback that's playing for Lincoln Riley just just yeah, and, because of the and, system that he runs. And weirdly enough, this is the first time Lincoln's had a Heisman uh quarterback return to him. So it's gonna be interesting to see how 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 they do. All right. That's the first pick off the board. Will who are you going to pick? <laughs> I swear oh, if you pick the guy that I want to draft, I'm, I'm my head might explode on stream. We my head might out. explode on stream. Yeah, we were um, joking outside of here. Um, with my first pick, I am going with Drake May, University of North Carolina's quarterback. I know Gus is probably breathing a little sigh of relief now. <laughs> Uh, threw for over 4,000 yards last year, 38 touchdowns, only seven interceptions. Uh, pretty sneaky, good little athlete. Um, he rushed for almost 700 yards. Um, he was tied for second for the most first down runs for a quarterback in the country. So I think he can get he can get the job done with his legs. Um, the only thing that I'm a little worried about is he does have a new offensive coordinator, um, but he does have a lot of production returning from last season. So I am excited about Drake. I think he can kind of have the same maybe stat-wise, but I'm a little worried about maybe the turnovers. He might yeah. be trying to force a few things. But excited about Drake. I think he can do some big things. Man, I am glad that you didn't take my number my number one QB on the board. But kind of getting back to Drake, I think losing Phil Longo is going to play a, a real big role in his yeah. production this season. I think he might see just a little bit of a drop because he did lose Josh Downs, right? Yeah. Josh Downs left to the NFL. So that was his best target. And I mean, all the weights on his on his shoulders this year to produce for the Tar Heels. He um, you know, it's up for him and Caleb though to be the top quarterback taken off. Um yeah. I think if Drake can have a really good year, you know, he can be the top quarterback to get drafted yeah so i'm excited to see it um i think drake's gonna i think he's gonna throw for a lot of yards he just has a cannon for an arm i think he's gonna bring that to him but can he have the same type of touchdown to interception ratio can he have the same uh completion rate at 66.2 percent so um he can find some new targets man north carolina did a good job with recruiting and in the portal so yeah uh, we'll see all right Third pick is mine. I'm glad this quarterback didn't get taken. He led Power Five in total passing yards last season. Team went ten and two, taking Michael Penix Jr. of Washington Huskies, 
Go dogs. Such a good pick, guys. Great pick. I absolutely love it. Just like I said, he led Power 5 in total passing. 4,600 passing yards. That's insane. Had a 31-8 to touchdown interception ratio. Not horrible. But he's returning his offensive coordinator. He's returning two 1,000-yard receivers. And his third receiver on the roster had 700 yards and six touchdowns. So he's absolutely loaded when it comes to weapons. They threw for 59% of their offensive snaps last year, which is just crazy numbers. So he's going to throw the ball a ton. And, man, they he plays really good at home. And two of their biggest three games are at home. They play Oregon at home. They play Utah at home. They play USC on the road. Coliseum hasn't been crazy the past couple of years. USC's defense was extremely skeptical, skeptical last season, especially in the secondary. So I think Michael Penix just, is just going to have an absolute monster year. Sneaky Heisman pick, sneaky playoff pick. I think that he's going to shock a bunch of people who might not watch a lot of Pac-12 football, and I think he's going to make a big splash this season. Ginormous splash. So this is the snake draft. If you don't want to, if you don't know what a snake draft is, it goes around. The person that gets the third pick gets the fourth pick. So I'm picking again next. And man, I had a lot of weight on my shoulders who I was going to take with the back-to-back picks. I'm I'm taking this next quarterback not so much for his overall production last season, but more so what he's going to be this season. Probably with the most hyped team of the offseason, I'm going Jordan Travis at Florida State. (laughs) I can see by the looks on y'all's faces, man. Y'all are sick that I took that pick. I was hoping he'd fall to me. I'll scratch everything. Yep. Crumple up a sheet of paper. Yep. Throw it in the fire. Burn it. Let me look at my phone and see who I'm going to take now. (laughs) Man. Just getting to Jordan Travis, kind of like I said, his his stats really don't jump off the page. He was 25th in the country with total passing yards last year, 3,200 passing yards. He had 400 yards on the ground, so about 3,600 yards total. That's not anything that's crazy. But he was hurt for a couple games last season, wasn't 100%. That's really the only thing that I'm worried about with, with him. Had 31 total touchdowns, five interceptions. So he's so he's gonna get me points there. But I took Jordan Travers because he just has so like it's just like Florida State and Jordan Travis have been building up to this year, and they're loaded on weapons. Got Johnny Wilson, got Keon Coleman, got Jaheim Bell, got Kyle Morlock. So he's loaded out wide. They're really gonna have to rely on Jordan Travis to get those wins against LSU, to get those wins against Clemson. Florida State goes as Jordan Travis goes, and I think Jordan Travis is going a long way this year. So I'm really glad that I got him at four. I'm a little jealous that you got him because yeah. he was my next pick. But Well, I'm glad I took him out from under you. Who do you got next, Will? Uh, uh, I got this guy that you guys, are Auburn fans, are going to be familiar with. Um, we finally got to see his full potential, what he can be. Um, out west, I'm taking Bo Nix um, as the Oregon Ducks. Went- <laughs> Look at Cody. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> uh, 35, over almost 3,600 yards passing, 29 touchdowns, 500 yards on the ground, 14 touchdowns. Really good athlete. Um, he really bloomed at Oregon. You know, we got to see um, – what he can be and what he should have been at Auburn if he could have just had all the pieces together. Um, the only thing I'm worried about, again, I got another new OC coming in town, but that's nothing new for Bo Nix. Um, this is his fourth new OC. So he's he's thrived in different offenses. He can pick it up. Um, I really think he's 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 going to have a, another really good year. They're bringing back a lot of they brought a guys recruiting-wise. They're a top-10 class. Um, their transfer portal was pretty decent. Not the mm-hmm. best, but it was pretty decent. 
So I'm excited to have Bo Nix. Um, hopefully he can have more um, rushing yards. Um, I thought he maybe did a little better than that, but uh, I know I needed an athlete so so I can get those extra yeah. yards, you know. Cody, what do you think about us taking Jordan Travis and and taking Bo Nix? Because you looked like you were upset. L- literally. Really, really upset. Like literally wanted – I was like, I'll get one of those two guys. I'll get either <laughs> or, or I'll get Travis. Great minds think alike, dude. For sure. I like both of those. Um, I'm super surprised that Will didn't take a guy that I'm not going to say because he might fall to me. But, I'm, but, I'm, but Will loves this one quarterback. Loves him. We're talking about him all offseason. Yeah. And, and I'm so surprised that you did not take what I thought you were going to take. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And I just – I know I needed a dude who could run the ball, you know. Yeah. And Bo Nix yeah. is a really good athlete. And Oregon's going to be really good this year again. They have a chance to go to the Pac-12 championship. So, yeah. um, I know yeah. who you're talking like about. Those, and. Man. I think, you know, both with Travis and Knicks, they're going to be in the highs and talks. So both of those those picks are good. Uh, I think I'm going to take another guy that's that's in the Heisman talk, um, yeah. a guy that transferred out, and uh, one that's thrown for about 13,000 yards in his career. And uh, that's going to be bet. Sam Hartman. Oh. So yeah. this is the that guy that, that Will yeah. is, is wanting. Um, he's talked about him a lot. <laughs> Since he I took love Knicks. Sam. For me, I'll take him. Uh, this dude is, is jam up, man. If you don't know who Sam Hartman is, you haven't been watching college football. You've um, been living under a rock. Literally. So, uh, he transferred to Notre Dame, which is more than likely going to be in the playoff talk, at least. Um, he's one of the best deep ball throwers in the game. Now, he, he doesn't have a crazy arm, but this man is – lights out when it comes um just to to give you some stats uh he was the number two quarterback in the country uh and and passes thrown between 10 to 19 yards so and that was with 73 and he had 114 throws from 10 and beyond so the only person to beat him with that is uh drake may which is will's qb and may play two more games than he did so yeah that's that's crazy to think about um you know, he, he he blistered stats here and there, you know, when you compare him to Bryce Young. And now he's going to an even better team. So mm-hmm. I look I look for him to, you know, they, they've already said he's pretty much won the job. Yeah. I look for him to, to take over this offense. He's one of them plug-and-play guys where I think you could put him in pretty much any offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm excited to see how Notre Dame does with him if – if they can kind of adapt to what he did well at Wake Forest, dude, he did the RPO stuff really well. Slow match. Yeah, it was yeah. like, you know, he'd ride with the running back a few seconds and then he was just reading it downfield. And if it was there, he could sling it. But if it wasn't there, yeah. he'd hand it off, you know? And yeah. What's yeah, a lot of people, what a lot of people forget about him is he had that heart issue. He almost, his career was almost yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. And he went and got a second opinion and they cleared him. Yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, he was he was close to top ten in the country in yards. He had over thirty seven hundred yards. I look for him to have at least the same production, if not better. Um, and let's see let's see what Notre Dame can do for me. And he's the best Notre Dame quarterback, even though he hasn't played a snap for them in how long? A long time, maybe. Brady. I mean, is it Brady Quinn? Probably. I mean, they've I mean, had some decent ones over the years, but he's yeah. he, he's a true vet. I mean, when you talk yeah. about guy you can lean on, he, you know, when he talked about hitting the portal, that was that was a guy that I was just dying for yeah. Florida to get into because he he's that dude, man. He was he was the number two player in the portal, right? Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. He was for sure the number one quarterback. Yeah, he was yeah, that, all day long the number one quarterback. That's a big pickup for Marcus Freeman, and sure. and for Cody. That's a big pickup <laughs> for you. All right, Cody. The snake draft again. Oh, Coming man. back to you, seventh pick. This so, is a big pick for you. Yeah. So this this QB draft is is fun, obviously. Um, because this year the the depth at QB is huge. I mean, there this draft is gonna be not not our draft, but the NFL draft is gonna be deep, man, with the quarterbacks. 
Um, there's a lot of talent around. We've took some really good guys. I think the next guy I'm going to take is Texas back. Maybe not. Oh, yes. But Quinn Ewers is. Quinn Ewers is back. <laughs> Quinn Ewers is back. <laughs> he's coming on my team, man. So <sighs> if you don't know who Quinn Ewers is, uh, young cat out of Texas. He for when his high school uh, senior year. Um, he transferred from Ohio State to Texas. Um, dude, this man, you know, arguably, let's, he was 9 for 12, 134 yards when he was playing Bama. He gets hurt. We'll never know if they could have beat Bama or not, but they they were they sure beat Bama. They they were on on the track. So yeah. um, he goes to the you know they go to the Red River and he throws for four touchdowns, nearly three hundred yards in the biggest rivalry that they have. Um, the bowl game they were out without their both of their running backs pretty much, and uh, you know he threw for almost three seventy. Mm-hmm. So the cat's young. Um, his stats aren't really insane when you look at it i mean i think he had a 58 percent completion rate uh only i want to say 15 touchdowns six interceptions so it's not it's not too crazy uh he did get hurt Um, he has a lot of potential yes so the potential is there he's learning defenses you know i mean i think now even more now than than before he's got crazy talent around him man Mm -hmm. you talk about texas Dude, Texas has got easily one of the best rosters around. Yes. Um, and Sarkeesian's a, a dude, man. Let's let's not act like he don't know offense. So he's gonna, gonna scheme guys open. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna, you know, I guess rely on some of that Big Twelve defense and you know <laughs> hope that, that yours is learning more. So I'm gonna go Quinn Ewers for my next pick. Yeah. I think that's a really good pick because kind of like you were saying that his stats maybe aren't all there, but kind of like you were saying he got hurt in the Alabama game. Yeah. And and then if you were kind of keeping up with like the Texas beat, the the rumor was he slammed his hand in a corridor around the Oklahoma State game last year. So mm-hmm. so even when he got back from his shoulder, he he still had a pretty beat up throwing hand. Yeah. So I mean, and just and to win that job again with those type of dudes. I mean, you know, you had Card there. I mean, he's obviously got talent, and I think, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And for to beat out Malik Murphy and Card, that's that's saying something as a young cat. So I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out just a little bit and say, give me Quinn. I think that's a great pick. All right, dude. Whatever, man. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, give me one second. Give me one second. If you, if you just took, <laughs> you just took my last two. I so wanted upset. to take. Who you got? Will? Go um, out on a limb for us, brother. Yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb on this one. I'm gonna go Michael Pratt too late. Um, Ooh, group of five. Yeah, group of five, baby. Pratt's a dog. Easy schedule. Um, I know I wanted him at the University of Florida this fall, but didn't work out. Didn't offer enough money, I guess. I don't know. It's bad when you got Tulane money. I'm just kidding. Just kidding, guys. Nobody was. <laughs> nobody was. <laughs> no violations. <laughs> yeah. No one was tampering. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding, NCAA. Um, Three thousand yards, twenty-seven touchdowns, five interceptions. Had a huge win against USC in the bowl game. I don't care if they didn't have their guys or not. They beat the better team that day. Um, another thing that stuck out to me is they only lost two starters from the offense from last year. So, returning, their head coach came back. Um, their OC came back. So, I expect Michael to have another big year, another 3,000-yard year. He his, He's an okay athlete. He's not going to give me the most yards with his legs. Um, they really use him when they get down inside like the three for quarterback runs. Uh, he had about 478 yards rushing with 10 touchdowns. So, Michael Pratt, I'm going to go out on a limb right there. Um, and hopefully he can have another great year. And he's going to be a better pro than most people think. If you, if yeah. you haven't watched Tulane football, that that's a dude. Yeah. Yeah. And you also have to think about the AAC. They lost Cincinnati. They lost UCF. They lost Houston. So, they – That's a good point. Those are three – of their toughest games that are getting replaced with UTSA and 
and I can't remember who 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 else came to the AAC, but their schedule got a lot a lot easier. So that just means that's more games for Pratt to put stats up on, dude. It's a great pick. Absolutely phenomenal pick. Yeah, I think he's going to do well this year. And like you mentioned, it's a pretty easy schedule with the production they got coming back. So I definitely think he might even put up bigger numbers, to be honest with you. Could definitely do that. All right. The last pick of the top three. Staying in the state of Louisiana, going up the road to the bayou, taking Jaden Daniels. Going to surprise a lot of people that I'm taking him in my top three. But when, but whenever I was thinking, I was sitting here, I was like, man, I don't have a quarterback that has wheels. And this cat's got wheels. I mean, he mm-hmm. has wheels. Threw for 2,900 yards last year. Only threw for 17 touchdowns. Not anything crazy in the touchdown department. Only threw three interceptions, so isn't going to cost me a lot of points there. But he had 900 yards rushing and I think 11 for, rushing touchdowns. I think for Jaden, though, dude, that's a really good pick uh, just because he didn't really take off until the middle of the year. Right. So if he can – how he finished the year last year, if he can bring that to 12 games, he's yeah. going to – I mean, he'll throw for 1,000 more yards and he'll throw for maybe yeah. 10, 8 to 10 more touchdowns downs and and they're going to be relying on his legs a lot so a lot you definitely because yeah, their running back room's not that loaded yeah so you definitely probably got a dude who's got some wit that's going to be running a whole lot more than your other two draft picks that's why i drafted him and brian kelly after their bowl game last season whenever they stomped purdue into the mud he was he was like Jaden daniels is our guy so yeah. so he even instilled confidence in him before they went through spring ball the next year, I mean, he, which is huge because yeah, Nussmeyer, Nussmeyer, it played great. He's know? a dog. Yeah, he, he's not bad. His dad people sucks, think he, he's not bad. <laughs> people think he might have the better arm between the two. He one he one hundred percent has a better arm. I think that Garrett Nussmeyer for LSU could start at half of the other SEC schools, but no, one he I just. Start at. <laughs> Shoot, he could start at Florida and he could start at Auburn. But, man, I just think Brian Kelly coming out and just instilling that faith in Jaden Daniels really makes me happy with the pick. And all of the reports that are coming out of Springer, they're really focusing on getting him more comfortable in the pocket and pushing the ball down the field, which could be a good thing because it could lead me to more stats. But it could be a bad thing because it could make him kind of out of his game. And the reason that I drafted him, which is for his wheels, and he doesn't really throw interceptions because he's at least smart with the ball. Because yeah. I would rather him, I would rather him, I'd rather him take off and run and get 10, 10 yards or shoot three or four yards than throw into a, a really tight window he has no business throwing into and throwing an interception. And do y'all know how loaded LSU's wide receiver room is? It's I think it's the best in the SEC. Every year, dude. Yeah. Every freaking year. I mean, they're absolutely loaded. They got they they got Kyron Lacey, they got Brian Thomas, and they got Malik Neighbors. Absolute boss. And then they got Mason Taylor, young, young tight end from last year. He's a sophomore this year, the one that caught the go ahead touchdown against Bama. And then he caught the two point con- no, then he caught the touchdown that turned into the two no, caught the two point conversion that beat Alabama last year. So, I mean, there's there's just a lot of co- cohesiveness down on the bayou. And I'm really happy with those picks, man. Just going to do a little review of, of the top three. Cody drafted Caleb Williams from USC. Sam Hartman from Notre Dame. Notre Dame yes. Yeah. Kind of think of the second with all these transfers. Then he drafted Quinn Ewers from Texas. Cody, how are you feeling with your three guys so far before we get into the wild card and the bench round? We might have lost Cody. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. We can just remove him really quick. Will, how are you feeling with your three guys? You got Drake May from UNC. 
Mm-hmm. You got Bo Nix from Oregon, and then you got Michael Pratt from Tulane. How are you feeling? Man, you guys took a few of my guys. Um, I was thinking of going a little conservative with my picks, but I wanted to go a little risky. I wanted to have a little fun with it. Um, I knew I needed a guy with that can run the football. Um, so that's why I kind of took Bo Nix. Drake May was my super safe pick. Uh, probably could have took your guy from Washington. He would have been an even safer pick. Right. But Drake May is probably going to be one of the top quarterbacks taken out of the draft. It's coming up 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Michael Pratt, we mentioned him. He's going to be really good um, this coming up year. You mentioned his schedule is going to be even easier. Um, as long as he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be slinging it around. Yeah. I expect him to have an even bigger season. That's your pick that's either going to win it for you. Yeah. That's your pick that's going to lose it for you. Yeah, I think because so, too. You really went out on a limb there with him, man. Yeah. And and me taking taking Michael Penix Jr. from Washington, Jordan Travers from Florida State, Jaden Daniels from LSU. I love my guys. I love them. They, they all kind of fell into my lap. I'm super glad that I got the three and the four pick in that snake turn. Man, I absolutely loved it. And now we're getting into the wild card round. This is where we're not taking big name guys. You aren't really going to find these guys on any Heisman list. You might find some because I really don't know who we're going to take, but you might find some. But if you're going to find them, they're going to be like a first year starter, like a Carson Beck that's been sitting on the bench or someone new that's filling the roles of someone that was a Heisman pick and they're at a big name program. So, but with my pick, Going Jaden Delora from Arizona. Man, this is the definition of a wild card pick. So last last season, he had nearly 3,700 yards passing, which was in the upper echelon of the Pac-12, which was a sneaky good quarterback conference last year. Going to be a great quarterback conference this, this year. Something that's going to hurt me, 25 to 13 touchdown interception ratio. That's because it was his first year at Arizona. Really tried to force some balls downfield that he had no business throwing. So I'm hoping as he gets a little bit more mature, gets a little bit more familiar with Jed Fish's system, is able to take that step. He did lose Dorian Singer. He's Dorian Singer was a number one pass catcher. In the Pac-12 last year, had the most yards, transferred to USC. Dang it, Cody, you're going to have him. Man, but I'm just sticking with Jane DeLora. Pure wild card pick. And this is this is going to be what's probably going to lose it for me, but I'm sticking with my guy. Sticking with my guy. Will, who is your wild card pick? All right, my wild card pick. Um, this team always has a successful offense. Um, they always throw for a lot of yards, and this was no exception. This year, Austin Reed from Western Kentucky. Uh, he Ooh. threw for over 4,700 yards, 40 touchdowns. Yards. Yards. Yeah, and 11 One interceptions. Million yards. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the only thing I'm worried about, we got another new OC. But I don't think nothing changes. I think the head coach will keep the same offense, keep it rolling. It'll be that same RPO type. He'll just sling it around. Um, I don't know if he can get to 4,700 yards again. That's that's a lot of yards. (laughs) But we'll see. Um, I kind of went, you know, two wild cards here, you know. Yeah, because you took Pratt and Austin Reed. I mean, I'm surprised Reed didn't transfer. I'm surprised that he didn't transfer out. I mean, because he he is kind of wasting his talent. Yeah. So when I was looking into drafting him, um, I went to like the Tulane little website, and he was talking about how teams, a lot of teams, you know, reached out to him. Um, (laughs) A lot of teams reached out with their wallets. yeah, (laughs) Yeah, reached out to him and offered him. Offered him a lot to come play for their school. So, and he didn't, mm-hmm. you know, he stayed faithful, uh, stayed I faithful to the old it. Hilltoppers. 
I respect it, but it's not like you're Drake May at UNC. You're Austin Reed at Western Kentucky. And I mean, yeah, I'm a little shocked he didn't play with the transfer portal and just see yeah, who, who wanted I mean, him, you know? Because you would be able to go and probably because I'm assuming those teams that were reaching out to him were Power Five teams. And you go play in a Power Five conference, especially if it's a big name team that's reaching out to you. That means you get more exposure. You play better talent. You turn into a first, turn into a first round draft pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody watches Hilltopper games. No, and that that they're in Cusa, right? Yeah, they're in Conference USA. Yeah, I think so. Trash, terrible, terrible, <laughs> conference. terrible conference. All right, Cody. Kind of lost you for a second. I'm glad that we got you back. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm sorry. Um, the computer just freaking did an update like right there. Uh, boom. Well, let's kind of take a step back. Drafted Caleb yeah. Williams from USC, Sam Harper mm-hmm. from Notre Dame, and Quinn Ewers from Texas. How are you feeling about your top three draft? Your starters are right now. I feel okay. I definitely should have got somebody more mobile. Uh, I wanted either JT or, or Nick's, and both of those guys were gone. So, yeah, kind of on the fly, I think not too bad. Okay. Well, you're up with your wild card pick. Can't be a guy that's like a returning starter at the top of the Heisman odds. Ah, uh, well, I was going to take Tim Tebow, but I guess I will try for another. Nah. Uh, I think I'm going to take a guy that a lot of people probably don't know his name. Uh, when you talk wild card, you think, you know, somebody not towards the top. However, his weapons are definitely towards the top. So I'm going to take Kyle McCord from Ohio State. The um, every, Ohio State? The Ohio State. You so, got to make sure you put the, the 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 in front of it. Or, that's right. Yeah, so, or we're going to uh, have some upset fans. Yeah. So him and Devin Brown were were uh, battling for the starting spot. Uh, everything I read says McCord's going to be the dude. Mm-hmm. Reaching out on a limb with this one may hurt me because if if he if he ends up struggling, you know, early at Indiana or whoever, you know, it could cost me if they if they try to switch him and Devin out. But I'm going to trust Ryan Day. I mean, Ryan Day's had a top five offense every year he's been there. Mm-hmm. He's he's a quarterback. I don't want to say guru, but he's a quarterback. Genius. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's if you're going to play quarterback, why not play for him? So, yeah. um, they did lose two offensive tackles, so that's going to hurt him a little bit. But the I think they got team, an offensive tackle from San Diego State that's going to step in and start. And he's yes. nice. He's nice. Yeah. Uh, I think just the dudes he has, man. You're talking about Marvin Harrison Jr., who's are I mean. He's the best player in college football, in my opinion. Him and Brock Bowers, those those two dudes are dynamic. So, to have him to be able to throw to, I mean, Agbuka, you know, you got Fleming, Fleming, you got Jackson Smith. I mean, the the list just goes on and on for them guys. And I think if McCord can just be semi-serviceable, in that offense, I think he's going to mm-hmm. do well. So, it is a little bit of a reach. Not a lot of people know him, but I—he's just got too many weapons, man. I—I I can't overlook what he has around him. And something that a lot of people won't know is him and Harrison Jr. were high school teammates. Exactly. The oh, the chemistry is there, and it, the yeah. dude is—he's good, man. And I, yeah. It's one of those deals where, you know, he's sitting behind CJ Strauss and all the people know him, and it's his time to shine. I think he's going to mm-hmm. take it and run with it. Right. I think that's a good pick. I think it's a risky pick because we don't know what he is until he gets on the field. And exactly. He sh- and he shows us what he is. But you're putting your faith in Ryan Day. You're putting your faith in that Ohio State coaching staff. And th- they know a whole – Heck of a lot more about football than we do. That's right. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take him, man. I, I really like Kyle McCord. Just watching yeah. his tape uh, when he was coming out of high school, he, he's got great size. He's got mm-hmm. good arm. And who who builds better receivers than than Ohio State? And when you're talking about, I mean, Harrison Junior could 
I, mean, I can make a, an argument that he's he's going to be the best receiver that comes through there, and that's crazy to think about. That's saying a had, lot. They've had some dudes, but he is it, man. So, you know, they've also got Xavier Johnson, who's a six-year guy, kind of a, a gadget dude that, that does a lot. I mm. think I think Kyle will be fine. Just don't don't do too much. Right, right. All right. Now we're going to our bench players. Guys who we won't be counting their stats until we either make a one-time roster switch with them and or unless one of our guys get injured and they have to step up and we'll start counting, counting their stats from the week that our guys get injured. Cody, we're continuing the theme with the snake draft. Who are you taking as your one bench player, your reserve guy? Man, you know, this This one was tough. I had a couple guys that I, I, I was looking at um, and sitting here thinking, man, I think I'm just going to go with K.J. Jefferson, Arkansas. Uh, yeah. Uh, kind of a veteran dude. You know, me and Will kind of spoke to him last podcast. He's got great size. He's 6'3", 242. The dude is – there won't be another Cam Newton, but he he's a he's a mini Cam Newton. I mean that he can run it, he can throw it. You got Bryles as a, as his OC. I mean, Bryles left the TCU. Oh, he did. Bryles is no longer his offensive coordinator. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Hey. I guess I didn't realize that. <laughs> that's, oh, that's funny. Yeah, man. you freaking took him though, man. So that's your pick. <laughs> so. <laughs> I guess uh, I'm, not, I'm just kidding. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with him. He had one bad game last year. I yeah. mean, that was Liberty. He was banged up. Yeah. Uh, when he was out, you could tell he was out because Arkansas just just doesn't have that type of talent yeah. uh, behind him. Um, I think he's he's got a guy and Matt Landers who's going to surge up the draft boards. Mm-hmm. Um, Arkansas won't be great, man. They're, they're not a great team. They play in the West. They're going to see a lot of teams that they don't want to see, yeah. but. Because of that, because of what they're going to need out of KJ, I think I'm going to going to take a risk with him. Um, like I said, it, it's tough because there there's so many guys that you could think of and call on. But give me KJ Jefferson and and let's see what he can do if I have to plug him in. Kind of like you were saying earlier, you really didn't have a guy that has wheels, and yeah. KJ's got wheels. Yeah, I he, mean he, he, he has wheels. So sure. if so if you're kind of lacking that part of production, hey man, could swap them out in the middle of the yeah. season. One of your guys ain't ain't really producing like you thought he would. Throw KJ in there, a good seasoned guy that can hopefully yeah. stay stay well, healthy. It, it, it really hurts knowing Kendall Browse is gone because I just yeah. brain farted that. But hey man, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> happens to me every day. About Thirty-five pounds a, total, a day. He's a total yeah. package, man. I mean, if, yeah. if I'm gonna, yeah, he's he's not a, a top tier SEC quarterback, but I do think he's got a lot of potential. I do think he's he's extremely valuable to Arkansas, and they're gonna find a way to, to use him. So right. Okay, Cody's roster is locked. Signed, sealed, delivered. It's yours. Will your last pick? Who are you taking? to hopefully ride your bench all season. <laughs> all right. So, I did not go risky with this with the, my bench player. Um I wanted this to be a guy that if I plugged him in, he could definitely get me some yards. Um he was probably he was in the top 5 offense last year in the best offense in the Big 12. Um and that is going to be Dylan Gabriel of Oklahoma. Oh, Threw for over 3000 yards with 25 touchdowns. Um my biggest thing for him is just stay healthy. If he yeah. can stay healthy, he is going to throw for almost 4,000 yards. Um, so I really just wanted a guy, like I mentioned, if a dude's struggling, I'm going to plug him in. And I think I think he'll keep me in the competition. And even if a guy gets hurt, I think Dylan's going to really help me out mm-hmm. and uh, keep, me in the, keep me in the game. Um, I know that's not risky, but I went risky with my last two picks, so I wanted to go. No, that's, a, that's a great pick. Great that's pick. the only reason we're allowing you to take him is because you took two group of five quarterbacks <laughs> with your third and fourth pick because that is a monster on the bench, but a pretty good draft strategy. If I ask you, man, I'm 
I'm an Auburn fan, but I really like Oklahoma. Kind of breaks my heart they're coming to the SEC that I can't kind of pull for them on the side. But I think that Dylan Gabriel and that Jeff Levy offense is going to put up some numbers. So I think I think if Pratt kind of struggles and has a down year or if Austin Reed doesn't have the same production that he had last year, you have a pretty easy guy just to slot yeah. in there and maybe – Maybe just win you this CFB quarterback no, fantasy draft. No hot chip for me. No hot chip for you. All, all right. Last pick of the draft. I'm, I really struggle with this. I wanted to take a certain guy, but I was like, uh, no. Let me take this. This guy's off everyone's radar. I'm surprised y'all even know who who he is. Jack Plummer of Louisville. This is his third school. Started out at Purdue. Went to Cal. Now he's reunited with Jeff Brom at Louisville. Last, Last year on a Cal team, that stunk. I mean, they were awful. Cal, Cal what? They finished four and eight? Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Through for nearly 3,100 yards, 21 to 9 TD to INT ratio. But I think he's going to reunite with Jeff Brom. He he already knows the system. Louisville's got a sneaky good roster. They have a cupcake of a schedule, especially for the ACC. They avoid Florida State. They avoid Clemson. They do have a little bit of a stretch going into – October, where they play like at NC State, they get Notre Dame at home, they get Duke yeah. at home. So they have, just, so they have just a little stretch, but that's their toughest stretch. And I think he's got enough talent around him, and he's a good enough quarterback that I could see him putting up thirty five hundred yards, twenty. Especially with Bron, dude. He, he he knows he knows that. And like just Brom, Brom slings the ball. That's yeah. his that's that's his system is he puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback and he is able to scheme scheme guys open. He was able to do it at Purdue for a, I like Brom a lot for a, for, for a while. And Brom going back to Louisville, that's where he played. So coaching there means a whole heck of a lot to him. And I think not only is Jack Plummer a sneaky quarterback, but Louisville might be a sneaky team in the ACC this year not to win the conference. But to maybe upset one of those you don't want to play teams. For yeah, sure. yeah, like like going to Louisville on a Friday night. No, no, no one wants to do that. No one wants to do that at all. That that was a pretty fun draft, though, man. I'm super excited, and th- this will be something that we'll be able to keep up with. We, we can do episodes throughout the season where we kind of give like a little update. Like we maybe could do like a quarterly episode, like every. Well, like every third of the season. So like every four games, we maybe could just give like a little update. We're going to have an Excel spreadsheet. We're going to plug it all in. It's going to be beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Guys, do we got any remarks before we head out? Any closing remarks on your draft? Guys that weren't taken, that were surprising, that weren't taken? Yeah, I'd like to speak on that. Yeah. I think, um, you know, most of the listeners are probably wondering like, Wow, these guys didn't take a Georgia quarterback. They didn't take yeah. an Auburn quarterback. They didn't take the Tennessee quarterback. Like, all these quarterbacks that they could think of. And I think – I don't know about you guys. Personally, I debated on taking a couple of those dudes. Oh, yeah. Um, but the the pure fact of not knowing who who the guy's going to be. So, for so for Bama, for instance, you know – I. I want to think Milrow's going to be the dude, but with them bringing mm-hmm. so many guys in and having Ty Simpson, I just don't know. And I don't want to take too big of a risk with that. Yeah. Um, Georgia, Kirby has proved over and over that you don't need a, a, a dynamic quarterback to run that offense. Mm-hmm. That's no shot at Stetson. That's just – and Stetson was great. I just – yeah, you got Brock Bowers and you got freaking hogs up front. He, he could – very well do good. I just don't – I don't want to trust Beck just yet. Yeah. And then Joe Milton's got probably the strongest arm in the country, but he just don't show me enough accuracy-wise. It'd probably still be a good pick, 
probably thinking would be a good pick still. How, yeah, thinking how they run that offense, but that's just me. You know, I I, I kind of lean more on what I've seen so far, and those mm-hmm. those guys there, we just haven't seen enough for me. Well, who are some quarterbacks that you're surprised weren't taken? Because th- 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 there are still a couple that Cody failed to mention that I think. Yeah, are- I think one just off the top of my head is J.J. McCarthy from Michigan. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a he's starting two years in a row now. Well, he split some time with a guy two years ago. But, you know, I just think – reason why I didn't take him was I just don't think he's going to play a lot in the second half of these games, man. And they yeah. play conservative. They run the ball a lot, and he doesn't get to sling the ball around. And I think to win this competition, you're going to have to – you're going to have to get some guys that can sling it. And uh, I guess one thing that would help him is his legs, man. He can run the ball. Yeah. Um, but kind of like piggyback on what Cody said, just like there's so many schools in the SEC that we just don't know who the starting quarterback's going to be right now. Yeah. Uh, could we have waited to do this in August? But yeah, but shoot, What's we still the fun know in that? until yeah, we still wouldn't know until week one until they stepped yeah. out on the field. I mean, yeah. what if one of us would have took Milrow and uh from Bama and then he didn't start? You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we would have to figure out what happened. to do. I, I almost took Milrow. Dude, you'd have been crazy to do that. You'd have yeah. been absolutely crazy. I think looking back, though, Milton probably would have been a, a good he probably wild would have. card or at least bench to have just because of Heifel, man. Heifel's going to run the scores. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he loves throwing the ball around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, that, he that's throws his whole, the ball around fourth Yeah, down. I'll talk to the I DM mean, and we'll, we'll, we'll put in a trade here recently and, soon, <laughs> and we'll see how it comes get. I mean, also, Spencer Radler, man, from South that's Carolina. That's who I was about to say. I there knew are, that was coming. There are three quarterbacks that I am shocked weren't even really talked about or considered, and one of them was Spencer Radler, just just because of the way he closed out the season. Yeah. Just because of the way that he closed out the season, and, and he finally started to reach, well, look like he was reaching that five-star potential, but he's also getting a new offensive coordinator in. They lost some guys in the portal. And they don't have an easy schedule either. But yeah, that schedule is tough. No, and they need to learn how to. They need to figure out how to run the ball. They they haven't been very good at running yeah. the ball. And uh, well, I know they lost been, their best running back too to the portal. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be something. Can they do that? And we'll know early on at Georgia, uh, week three maybe they play Georgia. So yeah. we'll figure out if they can run the ball or not. Mm-hmm. And two more quarterbacks, I'm surprised, weren't taken or even considered. Graham Mertz. No. <laughs> Cade Klubnick from Clemson. Cade's a dog, man. Cade, Cade is a dog. And he's getting Garrett Riley, hottest commodity in the offensive coordinator. So he has that new system. But Clemson's still kind of lacking at that wide receiver position. And even when Cade played last year, he really wasn't that phenomenal to me, but that's kind of because the system they were running at Clemson was dog water, like hot summer dog water. And And he doesn't have that, that just go-to guy. Clemson normally has that one receiver that you can go to every, every play and they just don't have it this year. They they have talent. They just don't have that one guy. Yeah. Which I think is really going to hold them back. One other guy who's kind of going through some tragic change is Will Rogers at Mississippi State, the leading passer in SEC history. Man, but I just couldn't really consider him because of the uncertainty at Mississippi State because of the passing of of Leach. Like, they're going from an air raid guy to a hard-nosed, young, first-time head coach, defensive coordinator – and so there was just too much uncertainty up in the air for me to take Rodgers, but I think that he'd have been a good guy to have on the bench or even a good guy to have on the wild card. But I just didn't have the guts to take him. Yeah, he was on my radar too, um, and just the same reasons as you. I mean, Leach was – I mean, he called the place. And yeah. I just from – sm- From a small little note card. I, yeah, I just don't think they were going to keep – they're not going to be able to keep that same – type of production like leach had you know yeah so uh will rogers is a great guy for stats at least yeah. he has been i think that's kind of going to change a little bit so sure but yeah that is definitely a, a good name to bring up because he was yeah. i thought about making him putting him on my bench but uh kind of 
steered me away with Leach not being there. Yeah. Has anyone got any more quarterbacks? Any more that I can think of? Because I, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. I think I, I think we got got the dudes for sure. Yeah. I think we all have really good teams, and I think this is going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun to keep track of throughout the season. Y'all need to make sure follow us on TikTok, follow us on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, and man, share share with everyone you know. Say hey. These really handsome dudes, they talk really good college football. And they kill it just just trying to grow this channel, just trying to have fun. You can find us on all those platforms at the College Football Experience. Guys, I'm really looking forward to jumping on next week and talking some more football with y'all, man. Having a blast doing this. All right, guys. Make sure you follow us and subscribe. Thank you guys for joining us. Cody, Will, I will talk to y'all later. Peace. Peace.